Welcome to the Catapult Ed Next Gen Podcast, a podcast to educate the next generation towards a successful financial future. I'm here with uh, Dylan Evans, Senior Financial Planner at Catapult Wealth, and I'm going to ask Dylan some questions and, and understand the philosophies and things that work uh, for clients in a, in a sense of managing their cash flow, and particularly 18 to 35-year-olds um, who uh, are trying to build assets, build a plan, and trying to get ahead to try and, I call it, lead their ideal life. It's important that they have a good um, handle on their cash flow management. Um, for those that, that, that know us well, we strongly believe that um, income and managing cash flow is the lifeblood of, of a good financial plan. Understanding where your money's coming from and understanding where your money's going really increases your probabilities of success uh, in terms of achieving your goals and, and achieving some of the things you've set out to do in your life, um, which may include saving for a car, it may include saving for a house, putting your kids through education and, and those various things, and ultimately, hopefully, saving for a, a safe and secure retirement. In terms of your, firstly, um, your cash flow philosophy, a lot of people read about the barefoot investor and this bucket philosophy around cash flow management. Your thoughts on that and do you believe it works? Yeah, look, I think, you know, there's lots of different ways you can manage your cash flow. And I think probably the important thing that I find is just having a system to mm. manage your cash flow. Yep. Um, you know, that's 90% of the battle if you've got something and, and you know, different things will work for different people. Mm. Um, you know, the bucket strategy is a popular one and, mm. and certainly had lots of um, people that find that works really well for them. Uh, some of the other ones is, is even just a simple, you know, pay yourself um, system, you know, works really well where, you know, you, you just, uh, instead of going in depth in a budget, you know, you simply allocate yourself a certain amount each week or each mm -hmm. fortnight or each month and, and try and stick, you know, within that. And, and that's, uh, you know, a lot, a lot harder than the counting coffees, you know, the method that, uh, I think when everyone hears about cash flow and budget, you know, that's what they think of that, yeah. you know, I'm gonna have to sit down and, and, uh, every expense that I put through, I'm going to have to put into a spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, you know, some of those barefoot investor or, you know, rich dad, poor dad uh, is very much, you know, simple strategies like the bucket strategy or, or pay yourself first um, just to put something in place. With the bucket strategy, um, I think that from memory, they had a bucket for emergencies. Um, uh, I think they have a bucket for um, like holidays and things like that. Do yep. you see any other types of bucket strategies or t typical names? And does it matter if it's just what you want it to make, what what you want it to be? Yeah, look, I don't think it matters. Um, you know, they're great starting starting spots. Uh, you know, generally I've seen a lot of them will have a, uh, I suppose, a, um, a guilt-free mm. account, which is basically... You know, certainly if you know a couple, you know, you might put aside a certain amount each each fortnight or each month that, mm. you know, you can spend on whatever you want, your mm. hobbies, your things like that. Uh, and then you might have a, you know, account that pays the, the bills and the groceries and those reoccurring expenses that, you know, you that really aren't optional. Yep. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, you layer, you know, savings accounts, holidays accounts, things like that. The bottom line, though, I think with this strategy is the thing that I guess I would probably... Um, want to get across is it works. Yeah, it, it clearly works. There's been that much uh, evidence of it. I've seen in my own client base. I'm sure that you have, Dylan, too. And feedback through the Barefoot Investor <laughs> is that people go, oh, you know, maybe, maybe should I shouldn't do it. It works, mm -hmm. and 
guess the saying that I've always used with clients around that is the money you don't see is the money you don't miss. So if you can organize it so it's automated to some degree or you've got $50 a month coming out as a direct debit type credit system, I I, I find that that works quite well. Ultimately, the, the thing that people I see, um, I talk a lot, Dylan, about um, uh, the um, there's the marshmallow story where, um, I don't know if you've heard about <laughs> the marshmallow story where the young kids and they they put um, they get all the the young eight or nine year olds in a room and put a marshmallow in front of them and say if you don't have the marshmallow now and we come back in ten minutes we'll give you another one and and they they walk out of the room and see who's eaten it and the funny thing about that study was those that have the kids that had the discipline not to eat the marshmallow now and then got the second one believe it or not they followed them through their life and they became became a great predictor of future success a bit of this discipline I suppose around the bucket strategy around is, is in the same line, isn't it? It's about having the discipline and to not, I suppose, have the gratification now and and look to work towards something down the track. Um, and, and I assume you agree with that strategy? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, it comes back to just, you know, putting something into place. I think some people are, are naturally good at budgeting yeah, uh, and others, you know, you need a little help. And, and these are the kind of things um, that can help. And and I think the important thing, you know, as a starting place is really just understanding, you know, what your cash flow looks mm. like. You know, a lot of people walk into our office mm. at least and, you know, they don't really know what they spend or mm. what they spend their money on. And for some people that's fine if you've reached a, mm. you know, a point in your life. But, uh, you know, especially when you're starting out and you, you're trying to put money away for a house and things like that, mm. it's important to understand, you know, what you're spending money on. Yeah. Uh, and even just so that you know, you know, some of the trade-offs that you you know, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, get rid of the, the magazines or the coffee, but, mm. you know, understanding the trade-offs and, and even, you know, in some ways your actual ability to save, you know, it's, it's all well and good to have some lofty savings goals, but until you sit down and actually look where the money is, mm. uh, you know, it's very hard to, uh, um, you know, f- you have to find that money from somewhere and, mm. and sometimes people, you know, have, have these ambitious saving goals you know, sometimes you need to ground them in in what your income actually looks like, and you might be surprised at when you add it all up how many bills uh, actually come out of the accounts. The issue around um, cash flow as well that I wanted to touch on today, Dylan, is things go wrong, and invariably bills um, are unpredictable. Some bills are unpredictable. How do you do you build that into a a system that, that we're talking about today, and how do you, how do you deal with it? You know, the first step to any financial plan is is having a emergency fund, mm-hmm. uh, contingency fund. Uh, and all that is, is just, you know, before you, you do anything else, you, you know, build up a small buffer, you know, uh, whether it's one month, three months, six months, um, in a cash account. Yep. Um, and, and that's basically just there to, you know, smooth out life's ups and downs. Yep. Uh, you know, you never know when the, the water heater will break or the, the car will break down. And yep. and that is there to avoid, you know, calling on the credit card or things yep. like that. Yep. Um, and that really sets the foundation for, for everything else that follows. So, yep. um, you know, critical to, to put that in place first. Yeah. And I think that um, circling back to your comment around the expenses as well, I think life can be a bit like a leaky boat. It, you know, unless you're keeping track of where all these little leaks are, it can add up and and it eventually may sink the ship, which we're all trying to avoid. In terms of going back to your bucket strategy, do you find that clients um, put all their money, pays, in, and put it into one account, like a hub account, or I guess, or do they put it in an offset account, or a variety of all of the above? You know, the people that I've gone through this with, you know, I've got a, a philosophy and a strategy that that I use, and that mm-hmm. is. Uh, you know, very much that hub account where all your income 
yep. it goes into. Yep. And that's where the, the bills come out of in terms of, you know, your gas bill, electricity registration. Yep. Uh, and then also out of that, you know, setting up regular payments, you know, every fortnight to, you know, if it's a couple, certainly your, mm. each of your accounts and that's your, your spending money on, uh, you know, takeaway and coffees and, and all that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and that's a very simple structure, um, but it generally does a, a pretty effective job of, of just understanding, you know, if that, that spending account is empty, mm. uh, you know, five days into the fortnight, mm. well, then you, you start to get an understanding of, um, you know, how well that budget is going without having to, you know, keep track of every expense. How many people do you come across that have got a budget? I mean, 18 to 35-year-olds, is it a common or even a sense of accountability to their to their spending or income or, or planning? How, what percentage do you think you come across? Uh, it's relatively rare. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not not too many, uh, to be honest. Um, look, certainly I think some are better than others. Yeah. You know, some certainly, you know, as I said before, people some people are naturally, uh, you know, inclined to, to – um, provide that self-discipline mm. uh, but certainly you know in terms of people that come in and have a real understanding of what they're spending it's it's very rare uh, and generally even if they do you know once you actually dig in a bit deeper and actually you know pull some of those numbers together it's generally a little bit different to mm. you know what you expect if you, you're just putting your finger in the air and, and trying to get an idea i mean most people you know, spend what comes in. Yeah. That's the that's the budget. Money in, money out. Yeah. Does um in terms of tracking, if we just just stop and talk about that for a minute, is that there are a number of different ways of tracking spending and um and, and I think that some people probably do it on a spreadsheet. Those that bother some people now there's more automated systems coming through that we've we've seen MoneySoft, um, I think my prosperity is another one. Yeah. Um do do those systems help? Um you know, do, what's good about them, you know, certainly is there, is there any comment you have around those systems? Yeah, look, I mean, they're, um, what you can do with those systems nowadays, uh, you know, as you mentioned, My Prosperity, MoneySoft, mm. it, the list is in the last couple of years that have come along. Even, mm. you know, I know personally, uh, you know, your bank, you know, yeah. Commonwealth Bank, ANZ, I'm sure they all do it. Um, yeah. You know, they've got their own systems just on their apps to, to start tracking these things. Uh, and the great thing there is that they're, they're relatively easy to use. You know, you can um, put expenses in different buckets, you know, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, and an, on because you're using these apps on an ongoing basis, mm. uh, you know, it keeps up with, you know, rather than the old strategy of printing out your bank statements two months down yeah. the track and, and ticking everything off. It's, um, you know, it keeps up with you and it's it uh, gives you some, you know, really great reports and things like that to, to see, you know, what you're actually uh, spending your money on and where. And and as I understand it, those systems they effectively allocate it. It's as you say, it's sort of an automated um, process, and so you're not left to, to to once you've set up some rules. I think they call them. Yep. It goes into certain buckets. The, the feedback I get from clients that have gone down this path is that they find that when they do this, um, the the actual reality of it when they look at where their spending is going is quite um, confronting. Is probably the right word I'll use. And I find that 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 whole reaction to that then changes their behavior around some of those expenses like they go oh didn't realize i spent two and a half thousand dollars on food every month or our electricity bills out of control or things like that D- is that the experience that you find with with actually seeing the numbers in black and white yeah. no look absolutely it's uh you know those those little expenses are the ones that sometimes uh you know jump out at you uh you know the, the takeaway or something that adds up mm. you know you, you you didn't realize you're doing it you know, twice a week and, and before you know it, you've got a five or six grand bill 
you know, in, in your money soft or your, your bank mm. app. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the budget isn't around, you know, what is right or wrong. It's just, you know, going back to understanding those trade-offs. Well, you know, we, we love our takeaway and we'll stick with it. Or, you know, if we're saving for a house, is that somewhere that we can, you know, yeah. find the extra couple of thousand that, that is actually our, our yeah. goal? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, just auditing what I suppose uh, might be a little bit out of whack for what you think it is. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably for me is always step one is let's just understand where you're at first without even before you even get to a budgeting step. Um, in this day and age with the amount of direct debits and so on coming out of bank accounts, you can lose track of, you know, old phones that may still bills, things that are still going on. I assume yeah. that this having this sits there can provide a great and useful process to say, hey, I need to change this or fix that is, um, I assume that can, it can show up those sort of things that are, are creeping into your bank account. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it can be as much a, a bit of an audit of where yeah. things have have crept up over the years. Um, and yeah, look, it, it just comes down to you know understanding uh, you know where you're spending, what you're spending, understanding even your your income side of it, mm. and, and reconciling those and and using that as the basis for looking ahead and and what can we achieve? Mm. Um, you know, what can we save? Uh, all those kind of things. One of, while I'm on the topic of these systems, one of the other powerful things that I've seen, and I'd be interested in your comments around this, is that with some goal setting, which we're big on, um, and let's say you've set a goal to say fifty thousand dollars this year for a house deposit. The the one thing I, I I understand that they do, and they're very good at doing, is you know I have an old saying, you, you know, we send, tend to say yes to things like a takeaway meal, or go out for dinner, or go down to a winery and spend money on on a few reds or whatever saying yes to something today in in isolation doesn't seem like we're making any real decision but once we put it into context of what effect it has on our longer term goals then it puts today's decision into context um this this software appears to put that into real black and white and and show well if you spend five thousand dollars on a tv today then it means you may not meet this goal is is that a, a, a fair assumption of what these systems are doing uh, yeah, like in, in their um, they've all got their goal tracking, mm. you know, features and things like that, which can be, uh, you know, I suppose great, um, I suppose little incentives on the way that you know tick off these smaller goals on the way to bigger goals. Yeah, um, and you know, give you that idea of the sacrifices that you you might be making today, mm. you know, where where they will end up, and and uh, you know, if you keep doing them for a couple more months, you know, you'll be here. Yeah, uh, it's it's got all those kind of things, which can be you know, a really useful thing just to keep you on track and, and remind you of, uh, you know, I suppose why, uh, you know, you're doing what you're doing. Does, does that then, I mean, that accountability, I assume is important. I, I mean, that's ultimately, that's what the budget's there for is, yeah. is to, um, you know, put some, put some accountability and put some, uh, you know, not necessarily rules, but just some understanding of, of, um, mm you know, the, the week to week, how it affects the, the year to year and, and so on. Mm. Do you use different structures or different cash flow methods for whether a client has a non-deductible debt or deductible debt and, or any mix thereof or version thereof? Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's, a, uh, you know, it's easy enough, you know, before you've got the mortgage and things like that, you know, you, you're talking bank accounts and, and yep. um, I suppose once you, your situation changes and you, you bought your first, first house, uh, things like that, you'll you know, potentially change that structure to start using offset accounts and, and things like that. And, and that's essentially where, um, you know, you've got an account that's linked to your mortgage and whatever is in that account, 
you uh, offset your mortgage and you won't mm-hmm. pay the interest on it. So, mm-hmm. y- you know, in practice, it's a bank account that provides a you know really attractive rate of return, and and that can replace that uh, you know bills account or that that central hub account. Uh, now all your income goes into the offset account, mm. and you know it gives you that little bit of uh, interest reduction um, just to. Uh, to help you out a little bit and, and you know, all the savings build up in there rather than sitting in a bank account. I find it interesting these, in this day and age, and this will show how old I am, where I used to get paid by cash when I did my Woolworths night fill. Um, and then if I ran out of cash, I ran out of money sort of attitude. Um, with PayWave and direct debits and everything and buy now, pay later and all this stuff, I assume it can, it can create a lot of um, issues around people just losing track. And do you see that as well with with now how automated everything is? Yeah, well, that's, I mean, certainly in the last 10 years, I, I, I'm not sure my son will, will ever see cash. I'm not sure how <laughs> I'm going to give him his pocket money. But it's, uh, it, it's, um, it's certainly something that, uh, you know, it's so easy to, to tap nowadays and, yeah. and, and just pay and, and um, you know, look at the end of the month and see, you know, the statement. Uh, and just forget all of those little transactions. It's astonishing, you know, going back over a month, yeah. uh, you know, sitting down with the client even and just, you know, seeing what uh, what you forget within a week or two that yeah. you, um, you know, you spend $100 here, $300 that day and mm. and, and it all adds up and, and that's part of the, the uh, you know, the tap payment system that we've got now is that, mm. you know, you don't have that cash in your wallet that runs out and you've mm. got to go to the ATM. It's, mm. it's an endless supply that it's very easy to... Um, you know, lose track of where it goes. Where do you think most people, um, or do you have any particular highlights or lowlights of where people do go wrong with their cash flow spending? Is there anything particular that springs, springs to mind, mate, that where people do get themselves in trouble, like credit cards or? Yeah, look, credit cards are a big one. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think most people, uh, you know, credit cards are probably the easy one. You know, most people understand that, that you um, that you shouldn't be, you know, holding too much of a balance. And, mm. and that's a bit of a challenge in itself is is managing that credit card debt. Mm. Um, you know, there's easy ways to try and combat that in terms of, you know, lowering limits mm. and, and uh, you know, putting the card on ice. Um, you know, even some of the, the, the issues that I see in cash flow is even on the other end of the spectrum is, is people having savings goals that are that are too ambitious? Yes, um, and and it can be a bit demoralising to mm. fall flat on some of these ambitious savings mm. goals. Yeah, uh, and part of that is because they don't understand, you know, the the expenses the or reality. the income, yeah. and you know they might only have five thousand, mm. you know, of a gap, and and you know their goal should really be maybe we can save seven grand mm. rather than, you know, we want to save. 30 grand mm. uh, and then, you know, finding out a couple of months later, they're nowhere near the goal no. and kind of giving up. Um, yeah. I think that's where the the budget and, and all of that comes in to, to give some realistic goals and, and make sure that they're achievable and, and, you know, there might be some sacrifices, but you can get there. It's interesting. I also find that different um, people have different, I mean, I'll call it personalities or relationship with money. I know that will sound ridiculous, but is that um, I find that some people are very good at saving. They're very disciplined. They're willing to put money in a bank account and and you know put one thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars a year. But then I have a bunch of people that if they saw three thousand dollars in a bank account, then oh well, let's go you know buy a TV or you know do something, go on a holiday. Some people find the trouble saving, and they're, but they're really good. Some people are really good at paying back debt. Mm. You give them a loan, and they get super focused on paying the loan back and and you know making sure they they hammer that loan. Um, 
Is there any other personality types you come across, or they're the two major ones? But is do you agree with that? That, that oh comment? yeah, that, uh, and then the the interesting thing is always you know they when you have a couple you you generally get one of you know one oh, type each. and one <laughs> of the other and and uh, you know that's particularly challenging in terms of um, you know aligning those those styles because that you know inevitably creates some tension yeah you know when when one person's a saver and one person's a spender yeah uh, and that's where a lot of this stuff really comes in handy is is. Um, you know, putting some understanding and some some you know almost rules around how that works. That you know you can spend this at will. Yeah. Um, but yep. you know this here is 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 put aside for for uh, for X or Y. Um, but yeah, certainly you know some people are uh, uh, savers and and uh, some aren't. Um, but I think you know anyone can can um, you know manage their cash flow. It's it's not difficult. Um, yeah, and the, and the funny thing about it is we say it's not difficult, but the percentage of people that we find that do it properly are very low, mm. and and I would argue it's still a major source of um, or a signal, I suppose, if you can get this right, of success down the track. Um, you talk about couples before. Is there any advice, not that we're giving relationship <laughs> advice here, we're giving money advice, around managing money in a, in a partnership? Because I see everything, and you would too, Dylan, yep. is that, People who leave the money separate and manage their own cash flow have some people that say, right, my my wages for bills and mine's for spending or whatever or saving. What are the key messages around trying to work through that? I don't think there's any right or wrong. Uh, you know, that's pretty hard to to uh, come down on. But I mean, certainly the one thing that I've found that that makes the biggest difference is having that. Um, you know, some of those amounts that, that yep. is uh, you know free to do what you you want with. Yeah. Um, you know, without that, uh, you know, you you don't want someone else, you know, looking over the shoulder and questioning mm. every expense because we've all got those expenses that we know are probably, um, you know, a waste of money, but they <laughs> they uh, they bring us joy. So we, yeah. you know, we need to keep some of those. Absolutely. And and, uh, and not everything can be, uh, you know, uh, supervised and and yeah. really, uh, you know, put into the budget. Um, yeah. You need a little bit of bit of freedom. Um, and, and it comes back down to, you know, what we do is, is making sure those goals that we're trying mm. to get to are, are uh, the goals for both, um, because that's important. If you're saving towards something that mm. uh, you're not necessarily invested in, then it's going to be, you know, a lot harder. Yeah. It, it's interesting. One of the things that I reckon I've, I've seen work, particularly around if you've got a, a program or a spreadsheet and, and you don't want to feel like it's, I talk about that relationship with money. A lot of people feel like it's a hard conversation to talk about in a relationship. Money, oh, I don't want to talk about the bills or how we're going, and it always ends up in a fight and someone's spending too much and someone's yeah. someone's not doing the right thing. Um, having that good framework for good communication, but also, again, A, understanding the numbers. You don't need to be an accountant, but understanding where money's going and where it's coming from is crucial to be having sensible conversations as a as a couple or as a partnership um, because I think that that and not being afraid to have those conversations with each other is really important, I find, um, it, so that you've got a, a good open dialogue about how things are going because one month can turn into 12 months really fast and 12 months can turn into five years really fast and if you don't get a handle on this stuff, it can creep up on you and um, I assume you've seen clients in this in this regard. Yeah, look, you mentioned that, and it you know it jumps to mind a lot of cases where there was you know a bit of tension there, and then ultimately that's just because um, you didn't necessarily understand where the money was going. It was a mm. bit of a black box. That, yeah. that you know someone was potentially the you know the saver was 
was, uh, you know, looking after that and diligently doing their part there. Yeah. And, and it was simply just a case of, you know, another party not understanding what was going on. And, yeah. and once you, you know, put it all out in the open and you, you put those numbers out, uh, I think it really helps to, um, yeah. you know, get people on the same page and, and understand, you know, where there is money, where there's not money and, yeah. uh, you know, where we're saving and where we're not. Thanks for coming in today, mate. And what I've heard today is that um, some plan's better than no plan uh, and and having some goals is better than none. And and it sounds like it's much of an art, not a science in terms of how we do this. There's no, you get lots of advice of how to do this, I suspect. And, um, and you know, I think that ultimately um, having a budget, even a broad-based budget, you've said is really important. Yeah. Being accountable to that budget or making that budget come to life understanding where you're spending money, understanding where the money's coming from. And uh, and, I, and I also heard an interesting thing for you today is have, still have fun. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's not all about the doom and gloom of <laughs> of not spending money. And, and, um, and, and you know, just that that accountability and that discipline um, is what we've seen as, as keys to success. Um, so, yeah, I really appreciate you coming in today and talking about cash flow, you know, it's it's an important topic and and one that we feel a lot of more clients can and a lot more of this next gen eighteen to thirty five year olds can get better at and more than happy to to continue to talk more about this topic as these podcasts go on to help educate the the next geners about this. So uh, thanks again for coming in. Yeah, no, happy to. I think it's the uh, yeah the foundation of everything else we do. So it's you know you get this right and and uh, the rest falls into place. Beautiful. Thank you, Matt.